Here's Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, and Blythe Brumley. Oh, something bad. Hey, ladies. What is going on on a Tuesday night? Lots and lots of stuff. Apparently, the NFL is just dominating my headlines Hi. right now. I can't take away look away from my phone. Hi, I know the schedule being released today. I remember this time last year being so excited, and this time I think I'm a little more nervous that it's it's gonna. I guess because I got to be a part of working the season last year. I loved, we had about a month off, and so I needed that at that point in time. And the, this year, I'm a little nervous that it's not going to work out that way because we were, you know, on the road for some tough games very early on in the season. So I'm, I'm more trepidated, trepidatious, I should say, about the release this year. I mean, we always kind of get a little screwed when it comes to the scheduling, um, <laughs> but I, I don't think that we'll have any primetime games just for the, the fact that we've been a subpar team over the last few years. Um, if we do get any, that'll be a huge surprise to me. Yeah, it'll it'll all unfold in an hour. But you know what? We could talk about what we think is going to happen. There's really no point. The NFL takes enough publicity upon itself, and they'll do a fine job. We want to get things kicked off right away with a story that came out last week, and I know the three of us were chomping at the bit to talk about it. Britt McHenry, Donna, take it away. Well, we have the soundbite, right, Scott? Yes, he says yes. Okay, why don't we go ahead and play it? I'm in the news, sweetheart. That's I will go to this place. Okay, okay that's fine. And I'll play your video, so careful. I'll play the video. That's why I have a degree in drama. I've been working to come by a place like this. It makes my skin crawl even being here. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get you out of here quickly. Yep, that's how you feel about it. just taking people's money yeah. with no education, yeah. no skill set. Just want to clarify that. Do you feel good about your job so I could be a college dropout and do the same thing? Whack it out of the brain and you don't? No idea. Maybe if I was missing some teeth, they would hire me. Yeah, I'd feel like you had to touch your root chakra a little bit. Oh, like yours? They look so stunning. Because I'm on television and you're on a trailer, honey. Lose some weight, baby girl. So. What a jerk. She is. By definition, a mean girl. Yes. Is what I think we can all agree on. Yeah. She's a, I would call her the name that rhymes yeah. with witch. She is a giant witch. And when I first heard this and saw the video, first you go, the lady's being so nice. Right. Ma'am, you're being videotaped. I can release this. Watch what you say. And she just doesn't care. Doesn't care at all. To me, what it says is that's not her first run in. This is how she treats people. And as a former server, I can guarantee that's probably how she treated her servers. It is all, I can't say almost always, so, because I don't like that. Um, <laughs> 85% of the time, it is not your server's problem. Right. With whatever is wrong, it's too busy, there's not enough cooks, you know, they didn't cook the right temperature. It is not your server's problem. So that's how I see. I see her yelling at people like us just for no reason to treat us like this. I know when I first started reading about it, I had to kind of giggle to myself because when I produced for Jaguars Today, Mike, at one point, Mike Dempsey had said something to the effect of how she had really conspicuously dark eyebrows because she is so blonde. And so he he wasn't saying she looks bad or that the eyebrows were 
horrible looking. He was just saying that it's a fact. They are conspicuously dark. Well, someone tweeted it at her. He didn't tag her in the tweet, but someone tweeted it at her. And she fired back, you know, something along the lines of, like, I should be respected, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, being a girl, I got on Instagram and I looked up some of her pictures because I feel like you can kind of get to know someone through social media. True. And I went through and probably about, I don't know, picture 20, I realized that every single picture she had was of herself and saying something great about herself, including one on the beach with no makeup. Like, don't I look fantastic without makeup? And I was like, okay, I'm done. Obviously, she and I would not be friends. And that's okay. Fine. However... It, she just further proves the point of someone who's obsessed with themselves when she took it upon herself to talk to someone in such a demeaning way. This person is working for a living just the same way you are, sister. She shows up to her job just the same way those video cameras are going to be on you. Your job is not any more important than hers. In fact, she's actually doing the community and the city or the airport, in this case, a favor And you are literally just talking to people. Life can exist without your job, sweetie. And I want to talk to her in terms like that because of the way she finished that baby girl lose some weight. Like, what a just a horrible way to end something that was already bad. Like, I cannot tell you. Baby girl is supposed to be something that you use for someone that's an endearing term. And here she is all high and mighty. And I just found it disgusting. And I would put it in the category of, I wish she never again got to work for ESPN. I I would uh, definitely, with everything that she said, most of that stuff has never come out of my mouth, much less to (laughs) to saying it to someone else that's working, that's doing a job that is incredibly tough. Um, but they also, it, it's not a happy work environment. People are never happy to come in whenever they get their car towed. So she's probably dealing with a lot of crap all day long. But on the other side of it, this tow truck company is not a reputable company. They have an F grading on the Be- Better Business Bureau, and they've gotten several, several complaints of them illegally towing cars that were parked legally. I think it was one woman um, that complained that this tow truck company towed their car twice while they were parked at their apartment complex in their parking spot with a parking tag on their car. So it's not the most reputable company. And they did edit out a lot of what the tow truck employee said to her, which I find suspicious. And if they did edit that out, it kind of makes me wonder if they edited the part out where she says, oh, you're on camera too. That could have appeared at the end of the video and they just put it at the front to kind of, you know, prove that she was worse, more worse of a person. But What is so striking to me about this is that she's demeaning the employee, calling her uneducated, saying she has a degree and all of this other jazz. In the meantime, this tow truck company employee actually outsmarted her by baiting her with these insults, presumably Mm -hmm. with these insults, and she fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. And she's sitting there making fun of this employee with her friend laughing right beside her. It's a very, very... Mean girl, like you said, Donna, it's a very mean girl sort of mindset that I just find appalling. And I don't know if her career will ever recover from this. Well, and for us as females, when we first saw this, obviously, you were surprised you didn't hear right away from ESPN. And then I figured, well, they're going to wait to see how much backlash they get. And that'll determine the discipline. And then a week came out, and I'm like, what? They, they haven't talked about it on SportsCenter once, and they haven't talked. I've listened to Colin They'll Cowherd all week. They'll never talk. Oh, ESPN <laughs> will never, ever. They didn't talk about Bill Simmons. Right. They didn't talk about that, which was three weeks just for calling out Roger Goodell. 
That's ridiculous. How can somebody like Bill Simmons, now I know he has a track record of being very controversial, but for three weeks for calling Roger Goodell a liar. That was it. Oberman got a week, I think, for insulting a, a you know Penn State students trying to raise money for charity. Yeah, he, he got a week for that. Yeah, those were gets... terrible. I read through a bunch of those tweets. And Stephen Stephen A. Smith got a week for his banter. And who we just put out a, a yeah. new nice little video with Floyd Mayweather, and they're all best friends. And I don't think he would have seen that a few months just, ago with Ray Rice. I would love to do a kickboxing class with Britt McHenry and have her holding <laughs> the bag. And then when she, like, just slightly puts it down, you know, be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I got you right in the ribs. I'm sorry about that. But we actually will get to a little bit more social media stuff um, coming up in the near future. Kind of things that annoy us and um, and an interesting story about a letter a one woman received from her quote-unquote friends. So we'll get to that um, coming up. On the other side of our break, we are going to talk to Kim Marlowe, the director of events for Foundation Fighting Blindness, and a fun event that's coming up this Saturday that Donna and I get to participate in, and uh, Blythe will be cheering us on in spirit. It's called the 7th Annual Jacksonville Vision Walk. So we will talk to her, and uh, thanks again for listening to Helmets and Heels on a Tuesday night, 10 to next on 2.5 FM. You're listening to Helmets and Heels on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Welcome back to Schedule Release Day in the NFL. Lauren Brooks, Donna Murphy, Blythe Brumley here with you. And we are excited to welcome in our guest, Kim Marlowe, Director of Events for Foundation Fighting Blindness. And in case you don't know, Foundation Fighting Blindness, the mission behind them is to help with preventions, treatments, and cures for people affected by retinous pigmentosa, age-related macular degeneration, and the entire spectrum of retinal diseases. And I can tell you a little bit about that, actually, and I will on Saturday at the Vision Walk when I get to MC alongside Kim. Kim, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Lauren? Good, thank you. I'm Hi, really Kim. excited. Yeah, and Donna and Balad, Hi. say hello. Yeah, I hear Donna's joining us on Saturday. Donna excited. certainly is. I uh, I sent the email out, of course, to Donna saying, and Blythe, but Blythe has to has to do a little work. But fortunately, Donna is going to lead the exercises Saturday morning and get everyone really excited to do the vision walk. And I said that Donna, of course, is the perfect person. Because, I don't know, she may have just recently appeared in a swimsuit edition of a magazine. (laughs) So, especially as a mom, I think that's pretty impressive. But so, Kim, tell us, uh, you guys are over 60% of the, you've reached 60% of the fundraising goal so far, correct? Yeah, we're actually 68% of our $100,000 goal. So, we're moving up. Um, I'm hoping for a big spike on Thursday because we do have a great opportunity for a match. If anybody gives $10, it will be matched by GE for $10. If they give $20, it will be matched for $20. So um, we know a few folks are probably holding out for that. That's perfect. Well, everyone needs to kind of mark their calendars. And even if it's just $10, I mean, that then is $20 that goes to the cause. That's fantastic. Kim, how did you get started with this? Kim, how did you get started with this? I have been with the foundation for about nine years, and um, previous to that, I had um, been involved with the guide dogs. So I've been working with the visually impaired for about 20 years, and I've always done it in the nonprofit arena. So um, it's 
near and dear to my heart. I've met a lot of wonderful people, um, and I just hope that one day we can, and I think we will, um, definitely bring them a care so they can have their shite back. Which is something I kind of briefly mentioned I've dealt with before. When I was younger, my retina detached because I have really nearsighted um, eyes and I have really thin retinas, come to find out. Everyone always says, what happened? And nothing actually happened. But so I had surgery to repair it. The first surgery didn't work. I had another surgery. And that one luckily worked. Um, but it's pretty intense. They take your eyeball out of your head and they put it back in and oh, they wow. put a band around it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, but so... <laughs> That affected me in the sense that that caused a cataract. I had to have cataract surgery, and cataract surgery then caused an astigmatism. And this is a really long, drawn-out story, but it it left me partially blind in one eye and then um, with the astigmatism in that eye. And that's just a very, very small portion of my eye, and it's not. it doesn't actually affect um, my sight to this day, which I'm very fortunate for that because your brain is, you know, very intelligent and can use both eyes. But tell people a little bit about what retinous pigmentosa is and how that affects people, even well, young people. Of, yeah, retinous pigmentosa, a lot of folks, um, it's a genetic disorder. It's often in, it's inherited. Um, it can affect very young people. Um, when the foundation was started back in 1971, they thought they would find one gene defect and, you know, find a cure for that. We have now found over 200 um, gene mutations for the retina diseases, so wow. it's uh, somewhat challenging. Um, but there's some great work going out there, and it affects people of all ages, all races. It has no bias. So, um, and it's really where somebody often hears the term tunnel vision. So somebody initially starts to lose their sight at, um, in, at night or in dim light they can't see. And then it, what they're doing is it's losing their um, rods or their peripheral vision. So it starts to close in. So a lot of people refer to it like if you took a um, paper towel roll and put it up to your eye. And um, it can lead to total blindness. Cataracts are common symptoms. We'll see people in their 20s with cataracts who are affected by retinitis pigmentosa. Um, and that's really kind of a big class of diseases. As I said, there's 200 genes, so there's a lot of different varying forms of it. One form um, called Leber's congenital amaurosis, or LCA for short, actually young babies are pretty much immediately show the effects. Um, Some very, very promising studies have been going on, and um, today there are several groups that are doing um, gene therapy, and I'm pleased to say that it has been very successful with people actually restoring their sight. And so that's been really a big milestone, and we're hoping to see even more gene therapy come along in the near future. Kim, that's awesome. Now, you have the event this weekend. Can you tell everybody, you know, where and when and if they still want to be involved? Absolutely. Um, And people can join us the day of. They can go online at visionwalk.org. It is this Saturday, April 25th. Um, Restoration starts at 8. Um, We'll have you on stage starting around 8.40, about 20 minutes before the walk starts. Um, The walk is going to happen, rain or shine. I've been watching the weather. I was going to say, we might need a raincoat. (laughs) But uh, hopefully maybe we can dodge some showers. And it is at the um, 
campus of the University of North Florida, and it is in their amphitheater. There's a big grassy area. It's located right next to their student union building. It's wonderful. We have free parking in the garage that's located next to the um, student union, and they've been really great to us out there, and it's been a really nice venue for us. Yeah, and I know I um, my mom works for Brooks Rehab, and they're one of the big sponsors. So I know she'll be out there, and then I have a bunch of friends. Um, yeah, actually... they've got a big team coming. That's yeah, terrific. Yeah, it's exciting. And then um, another one of my friends um, actually is affected by retinitis. Well, one of my friends' friends, retinitis, retinal pigmentosis. And so she's one of the ones that we'll be giving um, a big award to for uh, raising so much money. So that'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Yes, it will be. So I think we're at 22 teams now. Um, there's certainly more room for more teams, and a team can be, you know, two people. Um, individuals can come out and walk. There's still plenty of time for people to come out and volunteer as well. Um, we'll have lots of people on the route. We actually walk through the campus, um, so it's a nice, um, a nice walk. Some of it might be covered a little bit. <laughs> Let's just hope it, it does uh, not rain, even, you know, despite what it's Yeah, now. you know, it's funny. I Googled three different uh, websites. I got three <laughs> different answers. <laughs> yeah, this time of year. That's no one want a few like. showers. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you know what? If you live in Florida and you don't have a rain jacket, I don't know what is wrong with you. That's right. That's right. Well, so, Kim, thank you cooler. so much for joining us. I can't wait to meet you on Saturday. I know Donna's looking forward to it, and her uh, little son, JT, will be there, too. Everybody will be ready to walk. It's family fun. We will have bounce house, a face painter, balloon artist, lots of lots of things going on. And there's bounce house, you sold well. me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kim. Thanks for informing everyone, and uh, we will see you on Saturday. All right. Terrific. Have a great evening. All right. Thanks. You too. That was Kim Marlowe, director of events for Foundation Fighting Blindness. And like I said, I, I I have a special place in my heart for anything that has to do with eyes. People always say, oh, I could never, you know, touch my eyes. I could never get contacts because I can't touch my eyes. Or I could never go through LASIK to have surgery. And so I always say, just think about the people who don't have the choice. Right. I, I didn't have a choice, but mine wasn't nearly as bad as something that lasts forever. There was at least They were at least able to do a little something um, to correct it. So these, these people, they... Other than research, and that's what the money is going towards is research, there's nothing that can help them. So switching over from uh, that to where what you actually need your eyesight for, pictures on things like Facebook, uh-huh. Instagram, uh, Twitter actually even too, although not as much. But uh, one of my girlfriends has a rule. You don't post more than four pictures in one day on any social media account. So we found a story, Donna, you found a story where a woman... It was re- received a letter from her friend. A handwritten letter. A handwritten letter that said, you post too many pictures of your children or of your daughter. I think it's just one yeah. at the time. Like enough of it. We're all sick of it. And I'm not the only one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> first of all, your friends don't write you a letter. If, if they're tr- friends your true friends, you. they just tell you, right? Like, hey, dude, that was picture 35 was probably my limit. Like <laughs> maybe tone it down a tiny bit. But do you really write a, a, a letter to someone? No. no, I wrote. Okay, no, I wrote. Follow them or defriend <laughs> them like a normal you person. You mute them, right? There's a mute button nowadays. I will tell you, I wrote a letter to our neighbors. This was when I was pregnant, and they used to let their dog roam roam around. They never paid attention <laughs> to it. We live in a townhouse community, so we're both end units, okay? And there's no fence or nothing. And or nothing. I was probably seven, eight months pregnant. And I went outside to let our dogs out, or our one dog at the time. 
and barefoot and stepped in their dog's big pile of poo. Oh. And I was so mad. I wasn't so mad that I picked it up and left it on the doorstep because I've seen other neighbors at our place do that. But I didn't do I wrote a mean letter. That is it. I never want to step in poop again. <laughs> and I left it on their door. And um, I would have written you a note would, back that said, wear some shoes. <laughs> again, I was extremely hormonal. <laughs> so, you know, um, the, uh, the, the girlfriend got it and she felt really bad and spoke, you know, to my husband and was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, well, maybe if you could just have your dog on a leash, <laughs> she won't get mad. So I apologize afterwards. I go, look, I'm, I'm about to pop, okay? I'm just annoyed. Please don't leave your crap around, literally. Right. Yeah, literally. That's the only time I wrote a letter. Well, I think there are certain times that I think letters are warranted, especially if they're anonymous. But in this situation, I, I just think that that's a little bit going above and beyond what would be normally required. Literally just a text. Like, hey, you posted a lot of pictures. Yeah. Like that, the, the two old ladies in the commercial, or the three old yeah. ladies in the commercial. That's I just not how any my of wall. works. <laughs> I love I that commercial. <laughs> yes. Okay, one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to social media, and I kind of briefly mentioned it before with Britt McHenry, the selfies. If, if you're that obsessed with yourself, I guess just don't ever walk away from a mirror. Like I don't, right. I don't need to see it. If if you and if you can't get someone else to take your picture, then it's real bad. <laughs> it's becoming like an ep- epidemic. I've heard it. Even a uh, Prince Harry won't date somebody if they have too many selfies. He it was a report. I think a couple it's a great rule. Ago. It is. I mean, you're a little narcissistic if every single one of your pictures exactly. is a selfie. And I think some people try to like hide it yeah. by using an inspirational quote. <laughs> Here's a picture of my TNA. Uh, live well, right. live often. Like get out of here. We know what you're doing. If Just you upfront. If you own a selfie stick, which I didn't even uh, think was real. <laughs> You should be banished and put in a little globe where no, you know, no electronics are allowed. They have belfies now where you can take it and it's optimal yes. position to take a picture of your butt. Yes. And it's a, a legit a real product. If anybody out there has that, I never want to meet you. I, I saw when I was in L.A. this past weekend, I saw a lot of selfie sticks, a lot of them. So a few years ago, I was on Facebook and I reached the point where I had to quit it forever when... I realized that I knew more about people that I never saw, like from high school and and younger, because of Facebook than I did some of my own friends that I talked to. And I would see people out and I would start to spout off their life information. (laughs) Oh, yes, she got married three weeks ago. Then they took their honeymoon in Jamaica. Now they're, you know adopting a dog and meanwhile my own friends i don't one of them could have just gotten fired i had no idea right and so finally it really got to me when a friend of mine from high school had posted she had like five dogs and every day she took a day to post an entire page literally like hand not handwritten Did but she have her own entire page for the dogs no, she had her That's just good. her page, but then every day she took a picture of the dog and then she wrote an entire narrative that was like 3,000 words on each dog. And that's when I was like, all right, all you people, like, I get it. You love your kids. You love your dogs. But I don't need to be subjected to this. And especially it got to me when it was always the people who were doing these amazing things. And you're like, all right, I sit at my computer and I don't take European vacations every other week. So that's when I had to shut it down because I felt like it was like it it was encouraging bragging or encouraging 
live that you didn't really actually live. Well, there's this interesting feature. It's probably the best feature that Facebook has ever come out with. It, it has um, a button called unfollow. So if you have somebody <laughs> on your, and they have lists too, and I, I'm a master at the list because if I don't care about you, you're going in one list. And then there's about 20 people on another list that can see everything on my profile and I see most of their updates. But everybody else, if I if I don't want any part of you, I'm unfollowing and my newsfeed is so much better for it. Right. It, it's just, you have to remember on these social networks, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, you're choosing to follow these people. This is a digital relationship. It is not a real relationship. You can unfriend them. You can unfollow them. It's very, very simple. So if you don't like what somebody's doing, just defriend them. You don't have to explain right. yourself. It's digital. Um, have you ever had someone ask you, like, why did you unfollow yes, me? I okay. have. How awkward is that moment? Like, well, um... So I don't appreciate anything you have to say. <laughs> Which is why media. God bless the mute button on Twitter. Right? I, see, I didn't even know there's a mute button. I don't there know is. about an unfollow. You can turn off people's retweets. If somebody gets retweet happy, you know, 100 retweets a day, you can click on their profile, turn off retweets. And then you can also mute them so you're not technically unfollowing them, but you right. don't get any notifications. You don't see them in, in your news feed. If they tweet at you, you, right. you, you don't see them at all. So I'm it's about not, to walk over and check Blythe's phone slash her computer and, and see if I'm muted or just kidding. No, you're not muted. You're not even on Facebook. I totally put like everybody is in like one list. And then I have about 20 people of my closest, you know, like my mom and my brother and and people like that, that are in the other list that can see everything. Yeah. And that's the other thing about social media. As we wrap this topic, which we could totally talk about for three (laughs) hours, um, is I remember when Facebook first came out and everyone in the generation above us, all the parents started to get it. And then you would get the text like, so you just checked in at this restaurant. How long will you be there? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My life, my life has now become an open book. And I think there are certain things that just need to stay away. I'm glad this was never around. I have a question for you ladies that we are going to get to in just a few minutes. What are you talking about over there? Spring break? Oh yeah. No. (laughs) Thank the Lord that it wasn't around then. Precisely. Um, although I never did anything fun for spring break. I usually had boring ones, but, um, I have a question for you ladies that I cannot wait to ask, and we will do that in just a few minutes. You're listening to Helmets and Heels. Lauren Donna Blythe, 10 to next on 92.5 FM. Where's all my soul, sisters? Let me hear your flow, sisters. Hey, sister, go, sister, soul, sister, flow, sister. Helmets and Heels on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. You ladies have taken your time with giving me some songs, so this is one of mine. Thought very appropriate for us girls. I love this. Right? It takes you back. It does. This is very high school. Very, yeah, very high school. I love. I remember loved watching the video. Yes. You don't watch videos really anymore, but I loved this video. I was a Pink fan right out of the gate back in the day when she was all badass. Yeah, she still is. Oh, she is. Yeah, but more in the hip hop. That's where she started. And uh, I was so excited that she was part of this. I'm like, yes. She's got a voice on her. She does. I adore her. That is that's a fun song. Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. Maya, mm-hmm. Missy Elliott, I think maybe. I Missy, think that. Yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's it. Nice, no, good memory. One, there's gotta be one more. I don't know. I think there's one more in yeah. there somewhere. Oh well. Anyways, I have a burning question for the two of you. Go. How do you feel about? Or how did you feel at the exact moment? Is really the question that you realized Tim Tebow was going to be re-entering our NFL Network ESPN feeds by signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. 
there was a cuss word involved, <laughs> a few, and I went into a state of depression. My husband goes, what's wrong? I said, you've got to be kidding me. The Eagles have decided to sign Tim Tebow. He goes, well, that's good for him. I go, it's not about him. It's about the moronic fan base that will come with this news. I Break can't it, Donna. take it. Break it. <laughs> I cannot take that. Oh, that was mine. That was my reaction. That, that was a pretty similar reaction. Yes. But I, I, I don't think he makes the roster. But if the two-point conversion rule or the one-point kickoff mm-hmm. extra point is changed, I do think he will make a roster. So I was at my cousin's house. We were just enjoying a, a lovely day at the pool, grilling out. And all of a sudden, I glance up and I see the Gator mascot logo on the TV and breaking news. And I was like, shush, everyone. And I jumped up and I saw it and I said it out loud and everyone was like, no, that's a joke. And I was like, no, it's on TV. It's not It's not on Twitter. It's, like, it's for real. And so um, obviously, being a Florida graduate, I have to... Not I even have to. I guess I could do whatever I want. But I am a huge Tebow fan in the sense that I think there's probably not very many people who have walked what they talk. And especially in the NFL with the recent, whether it's Ray Rice or the Adrian Peterson story or Greg Hardy. You know, there's so many stories, even here in town, that, you know, Justin Blackman not being able to exactly get it together or Johnny Manziel in Cleveland. There's so many guys who have this phenomenal opportunity in their lives and don't make the most of it and here's someone who i think even though he had his way out he was broadcasting he making plenty of money he had a job at and, it too. right and didn't need this opportunity but has continued to work hard <laughs> and for everyone out there who's ever had a dream and the first time it doesn't take you want to cheer that type of person on that keeps persevering and truly knows that you're only given the opportunity so many times, so you may as well go get it when you have it. And so to me, whether or not he was a role model off the field, that's a story that that I love. And I really do think that if he's able to make the team, there's a certain level of calmness you have to have to be in broadcasting, whether it's radio, whether it's TV. And maybe now with his different view on things and maybe watching as much tape as he's watched, maybe the work on his mechanical ability will truly lend itself to being a successful backup. Obviously time will tell, and it could be the exact same situation as what happened with the Patriots. And I get what you're saying, Donna, as far as the fan base, they're ridiculously over the top and right. And Frank actually wrote a a really good story um, on sec now. And it's, it basically discusses how polarizing of a figure he is. And it makes me sad because there are people that think I don't want him to succeed just because I don't want to have to listen to the news about him and hear, you know, all the discussion up in that media circle. But that's not that's not his fault. He's not trying to be polarizing. He's trying to do exactly what every other person on Earth is trying to do when it comes to a career and working their butts off and just trying to be successful. And here's the difference between a lot of the Tebowites, you know, and the non-Tebowites <laughs> people. And um, we don't, this is coming from me and I don't know about you, Blythe, but I don't wish him ill will. I hope he sure. succeeds. You know, it's the blinders that are on that I just can't understand. Like when I have a, whenever there was the debate of Peyton and Brady, I would get it when it was close. Now there's no debate. So if you try to debate me, Peyton Manning is better than Tom, then I think you are blinded, blinded by something. And that's how I would feel about this topic of 
Tebow's going to make it in the league. Tebow's going to make it in the league. And I'm like, well, if he chooses another position, I'm all for it, and I think he can succeed. But if you look at the batch of quarterbacks, what is he going to do? I mean, yeah, you have Russell Wilson, you have Colin Kaepernick, but he's not like them Mm-mm. either. He's not. The, the thing with Tebow that I've heard is that ever since his days, even playing at Florida, is that he's terrible at practice. There's certain, there's something with him going into a game that he rises to the occasion. But with, during practice, whenever you're a starting quarterback, you have to make your teammates around you better. They have to be able to practice. They have to be able to catch the ball. And that is one thing that he has never been able to improve. And so that's why I think that he will continue to be a backup, a third-string option, if he even makes a roster. I know he's, you know, the, the 10,000 Reps, you know, Tom House, I guess, fixed his mechanics or whatnot. But if you're not good in practice, you're not making a roster. Yeah. I don't care how good of a guy you are. I don't care how a white male attractive Christian <laughs> following you have. It's not happening. There are plenty of other Christian athletes out there that do good things in the league. And for some reason, the media is fixated on him. And it, but it, it, they're fixated on him for a reason, because he drives ratings. He drives clicks. If you have a TiVo story on the homepage of your website, it's going to predominantly right. get more clicks than any other story that you have on there. And that's just the facts. And, and that's why people talk about it. I'm just as guilty. I will click on it because I'm like, what now? You know, that's how my reaction is. It's not like, ooh! It's like the Kardashians. I mean, anything they do, yeah. people will criticize oh, and they'll complain about. <laughs> Can we please not put Tebow in the same sentence as the Kardashians? Well, it's the same sort of thing. Who is Tebow. Next thing you know, Tebow's going to be doing the Kylie Jenner challenge, trying to get bigger <laughs> lips. And then we'll all, the internet will explode. Well, the best thing that I heard actually came from my mom. She goes, you know, out of this whole ordeal, Mark Sanchez has to be like, come on! I don't want to be your teammate! Who do you think the starting one and two quarterback are for the Philadelphia Eagles on opening day? Uh, something tells me Mariota could be still in the mix for them. I'm going to go with G.J. What's his name? <laughs> He's like There's the Sam, fifth stringer. Sam, Sam Bradford. <laughs> sure. Matt Barkley is probably out the door with Tebow getting signed. I mean, but talk about some Sanchez. cute quarterbacks, right? They got Tebow. I mean, for those who think Sanchez is attractive, I personally don't. But there are I, people I, who do. Matt no, Barkley, though? I mean, I come on. Come on. Um, all right. So I jokingly tweeted actually at you, Bly, that um, that was going to ruin your vacation because I you went were... back to bed as soon as I was like, I'm, bye. <laughs> you were in L.A. when uh, when the story broke. And um, probably next week we'll get to share some of those stories. I would say during crosstalk with Fat Tony. However, I think he's going to have a little bit bigger of a story to talk about. Schedule? With the schedule. So we will uh, check in with Tony Smith coming right up. Thanks again for listening. It's a fun Tuesday night here on Helmets and Heels, 10 to next on 2.5 FM.